planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome back to Rabbit Noise. I'm Rabbit Noise. Now is the one and only Chris Jericho from... Thanks for joining us tonight, man. No, I'm excited, man. Good to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for taking the time, man. Well, you're just about to release your sixth studio album, Do You Want to Start a War? And I've got to say, it's heavy, it's catchy as hell, and as well as being very diverse. Was it a conscious decision going into this album to write it like that and try a couple of things differently? Or is it just how the songs came out naturally? Well, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Our only rule for this record was that there is no rules. Um, we weren't concerned about what everyone else was doing, what every other band sounds like. Um, we knew there were some songs in here that were different from anything we've done before, but the, the difference, uh, the, the similarities were the same. Very heavy songs, very uh, melodic choruses, a lot of harmonies on the vocals, and that's what we do best. So we thought that you know, once you do a record the way that, let's say, Queen used to do one, where there was, you know, in Queen's case, the diversity was even crazier. There'd be a metal song, a pop song, a ballad, a rockabilly song, a disco song, and it all made sense because it was Queen. It was all good, and it was all based around this amazing band and, and, and the sound they had. And that's what we wanted to do with this record. Like I said, there was really no uh, restrictions on what you're supposed to sound like um, we just did what we wanted to do and what we felt was best, you know, a song like Lights Go Out is something that I haven't heard really before. No other bands have done a song that's almost like dance club heavy metal, but it was time to do something uh, different and just to be ourselves, you know, and we uh, have done everything different from the way you're quote-unquote supposed to make it in this business, so... Uh, to get to, you know, to, to do things kind of this way and do things uh, originally, do things uniquely, it's something we've always we've always done anyway, so why stop now? Yeah, for sure, and it works, man. It really does work, because as you know, with some bands, when they do try and step even slightly out of the box, um, you know, fans can be real funny about it, but it seems to have really worked for you guys. When you do write, do you write with a goal for a set number of songs in mind, or do you write over a, a period of time and then just pick out the strongest out of the lot? How, how does it usually work for you guys? Well, I mean, Mitch Ward is, is the major songwriter, and I think he, he, he demoed 14 songs. But we're not a band that really records a lot of extra songs, so we, we worked at those 14 songs, and then, you know, when it came down to how many songs do we need? You know, for Sin and Bones, we did 14 songs because they wanted mm -hmm. songs for some B-sides and one in 12 songs, the record company straight through. So we took the, the best 12 out of those 14 songs and concentrated on those. So we've never been the type of band that, that like has extra songs in the can just in case. We don't want to waste our time on that. We, we pick the songs that we, we know will work best, that we think can work best, and then we just concentrate completely on those. You've recently met festivals. Is that right? Just a couple of shows just to, to test out um, the new material? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we did... We, 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 yeah, we went. We did a bunch of festivals in the states, which is becoming more and more of a bigger thing. And then we just went over to England and did a one-off uh, download, which was an amazing experience. We've played download three times now, but this is the first time we were ever on the main stage. And uh, you know, the main stage download is where the big boys live. So 
it was a huge honor. It was a, a great experience to go and play play that show. So it's been a good uh, it's been a good couple months. You know, when Lights came out in August twenty second, uh, sorry, April twenty second, the first single we wanted to go and kind of support that, which we did in May and June, and then now uh, we're kind of gearing up for the release of Do You Want to Start a War in July, and then we're getting ready to hit, hit the road again uh, full time in September. How have those songs being received live? Well, we just did two songs live. We did Let's Go and we did Do You Want to Start a War. And both of them are, are getting great responses live. I mean, Do You Want to Start a War, it's not written about, uh, you know, starting war with, with, with guns and, and missiles. It's about starting a war with something that opposes you, starting a war with adversary, starting a war with uh, with something that's bringing you down. So we, we, we just focused in on, 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 on a song that I wanted to be a real an anthem a song that you can play live, you know, throw your hands in the air, now's the time not care, throw your hands in the sky, say goodbye to bad times. That's the type of vibe where I could see everybody yelling it and screaming it and chanting it, at, you know, in a big festival situation. Lo and behold, it's basically kind of what happens. You know, it's, it's a great anthem. Uh, it, it really, it's a great way to open the album. It's a great way to open the set. And anytime you play a song for somebody that they've never heard before, but they're still bobbing their head and seeing the words, you know, after the second chorus, you know, you get something special. So those two songs have gone over great live, and I'm just really excited about, you know, which other ones are we going to do, and we have a couple ideas, and I think a lot of these songs are going to go over live, so it's a good problem to have to choose which ones do we do. The one I, I really like is uh, Bad Tattoo. That's a great tune, man. I reckon that's yeah. going to go really, really well down live. Yeah, I love that song too. It was actually one of the, my ideas to open the record, but we decided to use these want to start a war. Kind of because it was, you know, the cliched thing is to have the fast rocker open the record. We thought, what if we put the fast rocker second? And, you know, great riff. I love the lyrics in that song. And, of course, uh, it's, it's a theremin solo in that, which is the first time I think a theremin's ever been played uh, since Jimmy Page and Whole Lot of Love back in 1975. So, once again, it's a little bit different from what you're used to hearing, but it's perfect for us. So I'm really digging that song as well. Did you play the theremin? No, man, no. That's Rich Ward all the way. <laughs> oh man, he's a genius, isn't he? Uh, I, I tried one once, and I just just can't get the hang of it. They're, they're so hard to use. But uh, what a legend! That's awesome, man. Yeah, very very temperamental. But you know, once again, something you know, it's going to be kind of a highlight live to do that. But that's Rich's problem. He has to figure out how to play the damn thing. I just get to sit there and watch <laughs> him do it. Oh man, that's going to be definitely something to see. Well, uh, you have some guest vocals on the album uh, from, uh, you got Michael Starr from uh, Steel Panther, is that right? Yeah, um, we toured Australia in December with the Steel Panther and just really hit it off with those guys. Great guys, um, very respectful, very humble, very fun to be with, and just amazing musicians. And, and Michael just said, hey, I want to sing on the next Fozzie record. And we were like, all right, well, we've got this song tonight, which is kind of a real heavy power pop cheap type of vibe we thought he would be great on it and uh and we were right not only did he do a tremendous job singing singing the back background lines he also uh we got him to sing the entire bridge by himself too so just a tremendous singer and he really added a lot of uh a lot of different shades to that song so we're really excited to have him involved awesome man and is that is that lizzie hale on uh unstoppable no, um, everyone thinks it is, because that's the cliched thing, get Lizzie Hale or Christina Scabia or something like that to do it, but there's a girl we know in Atlanta that we've been working with for years, and she sang background vocals on a lot of Fozzie records and, and, and Steph Mojo and Duke records, and her name is Christy Cook, and we thought, listen, why don't we just create our own star? 
full of stones with the, what they did with uh, the Game Shelter, where they just kind of had an unknown girl sing, and suddenly she becomes gets some notoriety out of it. And Christy's just an amazing singer, as you can hear, and she can just completely wail. And um, so we just once again let's do something a little bit different and just create our own star. We've, we've got a singer that's better than, than most, anyway. So why do I, why go the celebrity route and, and have somebody stunt casted when we have somebody who's perfect for the job already? As you said, she can definitely wail. She is awesome, man. Yeah. It absolutely blew me away, that track. Wow. Is she in a band from over there? Uh, She's just a a solo singer. You know, she does a lot of studio work, a lot of background vocals and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, like I said, that's why we thought, let's give her a shot and let's let's put her on the map. So maybe uh, maybe now she'll she'll be able to do more because, you know, she did such a great job that when it was done, I said, this has to be, you know, Fosri featuring Christy Cook, just like it's tonight featuring Michael Starr. And I didn't want to make her just a background liner note at the end of the record. I wanted to give her a focus and a spotlight and a platform, and, and that's what we've done. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure now that people are getting to know who she is with Unstoppable, you know, she can do some more stuff on her own, which would be great. Awesome, man. Well, I'm also a big fan of your podcast, Talk is Jericho, and uh, you recently played One Crazed Anarchist on the last episode I heard with uh, Halford, I believe, when you interviewed Halford. Um, have you found that there have been fans of your wrestling that have, have maybe tuned into the podcast and ended up becoming fans of your music as well? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of always been the way. I mean, obviously, I have a very diverse fan base, and a lot of people know me from wrestling, some know me from Fozzie, some people know me from, you know, I don't know, Dance with the Stars or whatever it may be, and some people know me from all those projects. And uh, with my podcast, you know, once again, there's no rules. I have anybody on that show that I think is going to be interesting to me, whether it be a musician or a wrestler or, uh, you know, sports star or a ghost hunter or actor or whatever it can be, everything in between. And, you know, I play those songs because I like them. Um, you know, obviously it's good to... to play them for people that might not usually hear Fozzie, so from a business standpoint, it's smart. From a marketing standpoint, it's smart. But my podcast is a variety show. You know, I consider it to be like a late-night talk show where hmm. if I have somebody on the show, trust me that you'll like them. It doesn't matter if you're just a wrestling fan or just a music fan or whatever it may be. And part of uh, a good talk show is the variety, you know, put, playing some music as well. So... I have my own band, and I have the rights to all these songs. Let's play them and let people get a chance to hear them. And uh, if they want to hear more, they can. If not, well, at least they get a chance to get a taste of what, what, what the band sounds like. Yeah, well, the hell not, man. I, I think it's it's definitely a great idea, you know. And I think it's it's good because you know, as you said, it's it's like a variety show, and it's quite diverse as well. Um, you know, like the the one with Ghost Hunter. I can't remember his name, but that was that was such a good good episode. Yeah, it was great, man. Yeah, I yeah. really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I love that sort of stuff, man. So I already got a Bigfoot hunter in the can. I've got a UFO hunter. So you can see a lot of uh, a lot of those types of guests as well because I'm really into interested and enjoy those those uh, topics too. So yeah, it's fun for me, man. I'm really, I'm really digging doing these shows. Awesome, man. And well, yeah, it's 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 great that you can incorporate you know your music into it as well. Um, so you were here twice last year uh, for Soundwave and then again for uh, the Steel Panther tour. Can we expect to see Fozzie Ann here again soon? Yeah, I mean, we have a, a great fan base in Australia and we've been there, I think, four times so far, five times, and, and you know, three or four times just in the last three or four years alone. And 
Um, we love Australia. It's it's one of our favorite places to play. Uh, besides England and Australia, seem to have the best fans for us. And we had such a good time on the Soundwave for last year, or two years ago, and and, and the Steel Panthers. So really looking forward to coming back, and uh, hopefully we'll be on Soundwave this year. But if like some chance we're not, we'll still come back. Uh, you know, we'll come back one way or another because Australia is very important to us, and and, and the, the amount of press, the amount of interest in this record has been. Insane. So I want to, you know, continue that ball rolling and, and, you know, come back to Oz as soon as we can for sure. Well, we definitely can't wait to have you guys down here again because, uh, you know, last year, twice in a row, that's, you know, that's that's pretty lucky for us, you know, being all the way down here. So uh, the more visits from Vozzy, yeah. the better, I say. All right, we're going to go to the track One Crazed Anarchist off your new album, Do You Want to Start a War? Thanks heaps for taking the time to hang with us tonight, Chris, and I wish you all the best of luck with uh, your plans with Fozzie and your podcast and uh, everything you've got coming up. Appreciate that, man. Thanks a lot. It's great talking to you, and hopefully we'll see you down uh, down in Oz very soon. Fozzie and Ozzy, man, it needs to happen again. Thank you. Uh, hello? You're still playing that game? Oh, man, it looks like you're in a game days. Yeah, I'm getting you Blocks blue light glasses from Zenny. Okay, okay, I'm pausing it. Um, what are Blocks? Well, Blocks glasses help protect your eyes against blue light from digital devices. Sounds like Blocks will let me play longer. Ugh. Add Blocks to any Zenny frame for stylish all-day protection from harmful blue light. Get a complete pair of prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. And get back to gaming. Zenny.com. Eyewear for everyone.